0: My brother dudes, what is going on this evening? Good evening. Hey my Good lad. E- evening. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, great to be back. It has been a few weeks for us and uh on another auspicious occasion. I'm I'm not sure if you're aware this is the the day George Martin finally settled in uh on his accent. Are you got are you guys aware of this? Did you know? I didn't no. know if you're aware he, he actually grew up with a Cockney accent and if you remember our good friend Ken Womack the woe was the one who kind of uh, drew back the curtain for for we in the blotto verse about the, the fact that that wasn't his what we know is the George Martin voice wasn't his his true uh, sure. voice he, he thought that you know his Cockney accent sounded low class and so he practiced several different accents of Great Britain British territories, um, former British territories. Before finally settling in on the classic Erudite Martin, we are all familiar with. True story. Uh, he he tried Welsh, Scottish, uh, Northern Irish, Falklish, Islandish. Uh, none of them seemed to fit. He was actually only left with with a couple options before settling in on that BBC inspired voice we all know and love. Just just two he options, did. and and then that's what he settled with. Oh, so you guys what, are curious what, about the other what? one then. Okay, so uh, I, I know you're, you're dying to know mm-hmm. since I, I led you down that primrose path of saying there were two. And I know you guys will probably say like, oh my God, Tommy's probably going to do some yuck or something like it's going to be George Martin and then it's going to be someone else. I swear to you, my friends, uh, what you're about to hear, if you want to hear these tapes, it, it's it's two videos of George Martin. Um you know kind of in like the 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 rain in spain is falling mainly on the plane you remember that from my fair lady like practicing the voice and things like that so um what you're about to see is, is george martin what you're about to hear also is george martin practicing those final two accents so let me get this up for you he would communicate with a pilot who's in a separate cockpit purely and simply through
1: a gospel tube which was kind of tube you, you know, you'd say, hello there, and you listen.
0: So you guys know, that's that's the George Martin we know and love, right? Like that, That's the one. Of so, course. Yeah. You, you want to hear the other one he was working on at that time, George Martin? Of course. Here we go. Yes, yeah. I do. Oh, well, then uh, I will play it
2: for you. Well, of course, I killed him years ago in the books. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> at that time, we didn't actually have an actor playing him or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jack Gleason, who played Joffrey, was actually, like, the nicest guy in the world.
0: <laughs> Amazing. George Martin, like, the you know, he was working on this uh, New Jersey accent, also a British territory at the time, you know, years and years ago. So, a lot to learn still about the Beatles, uh, guys. A lot yeah. to learn. It's Thank hard you. to Google
3: George Martin now because that other George uh, Martin couple. The author.
1: What do you oh, mean the other ours. ones? Uh, <laughs> oops. Let's not tell him.
4: I <laughs> don't know know
3: Good evening, my Blotto Scruffs. If I may be so presumptuous as to ask you to crack a cold one, turn off your mind, turn up your Pono player, relax, and float <laughs> down the Bitstream with us, because we've got a great one tonight. Welcome back to Blotto Beatles, celebrated the world over as the leading beer-goggled geeks of Beatles broadcasting. I'm Becker, and you are in the middle. No, no, you're not. You're in the top part. Of, We're uh, the very 42. start. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: I feel Fire. like I'm deep in the middle. Uh, <laughs> we've as a been reminder, on for a while. <laughs> We are the podcast where a couple of friends have a couple of drinks and come together to discuss and rank a single Beatles song. Um, As we start to get a little psychedelic this evening, I don't have any problems telling you that he's a real fun guy. He's my friend and yours. It's Um, Tommy. What's up, Side A? How you doing? Hey, my bud. Yeah, I love you, Side A. And if I'm going to go crisscross applesauce on my screen, I've got the man, the fifth of Irish whiskey. The legend. He's the George Martin of New England. New England. It's executive producer, Scotty C. Good. I'll you know good, that. good, good. We're also blessed yeah. this evening with the presence of music supervisor, RB, this evening. That B stands for Beatles. How are you doing, my right. bud?
5: Doing good. How are you?
3: Uh, we've had some people ask if you're really sitting at a piano, are you? Uh, Prove it. <laughs> <Yes>.
4: Piano. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah that famous piano it's note. Total so Soundboard. Good. <laughs> So good. <laughs> um How is everyone? Are you doing great?
0: I'm feeling good, man. <laughs> a
3: little, a bit of a gap in recording. I don't know why. It's been thirty days or so. You feeling roosty? Really, you feeling a little roosty I don't over know. there? I think Scott did yeah, that, that, re- that, re- that rehab or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's like exactly thirty days since we recorded. <laughs> yeah, we I don't from know how that happened. But... <laughs> <Exactly. laughs>
4: you look great, Scott. <laughs> you do, you uh, really do. I mean, you, really you do have a beer in your hand. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well i'm we're ex- on Bottle Beatles.
3: <laughs> i'm excited that we are working and i don't want to tell the people too too much yet but we are working on a little blotto field trip yeah and i think the next time that everyone's going to hear from us will be on that field trip uh and i'm really really excited about that to to be honest so i can't wait Me to too. get there but um yeah no bullshit i was pretty legitimately saddened recently this past week about the death of mark lanigan Music-wise, yeah, man. Like he's he's been really big for me, and so that hit me out of nowhere. I didn't, you know. I mean, whatever. People are gonna die tomorrow, and, and I have no say about it. We're gonna lose. We're gonna lose Paul someday. We're gonna leave Ringo. You're just gonna wake up and it happens. But there's this weird world where I just didn't I didn't expect we'd lose Mark Glenn again yet, and he's been a huge part of so much shit that I love since since the 90s till now and you know so that by the I me think f- yeah for that
0: Lanigan, the the weird thing was like he had been through so much like you you just mm. kind of thought he had beaten the odds everything. right like yeah. having been so deep into addiction and such dark times and everything and then he he comes out of it and he writes some of the like his early to mid two thousand stuff is unreal like up up until yeah you know the, his most recent stuff like th- this like second act of Lanigan was unbelievable and you just were like it was so celebratory in a way as dark as the music was because he he had beaten the shit like and yeah. you were like awesome like this is, this dude is with us and then to you know I, I know we still don't know the details and we probably don't know, need to know the details of what happened but to hear that, like his body was just kind of failing him in the last few months, um, yeah, that it it's awful. Yeah, he
3: like, had he had written a book about having a brutal time with with COVID and coming through it in a crazy way, and, and actually coming out the other side of it. And so that's why I did find it surprising when when to hear that he had he had died. So um, yeah. that's been a bummer. And um, I, while you know, we're as talking a, about it as real... a personal personal goal of this podcast, I have wanted to get everyone from the Backbeat band that did the soundtrack of the Backbeat movie oh, onto shit. this show. And uh, Mark Lanigan certainly was was part of the Gutter Twins yeah. with uh, Greg Dooley, who's someone I would love to talk to on this program. But um, yeah, that was that was, that's been a bummer. I i I felt that
0: one. What what's a Lanigan song you think if someone listening to this podcast and never heard Mark Lanigan before, what's the Lanigan song you think they should listen to? Oh, I mean, I I would go to. Um, to bubble gum, like
3: like hit the city yeah. or something like that. I, hit the like city the, was the, the one that came to PJ, mind for me. PJ for Harvey sure. yeah. tune, like I I think that's a big one for me. That's an awesome tune. So, um, but I I don't want to stay on a sad note. I want to want to. We got a guest tonight too, so I want to get to that. But um, I got a little housekeeping. Do you guys have anything else? Should we get Should we get to it? Keep the house, bro. All Let's right. Do it. Um, I wanted to make sure that we said a uh, tremendous.
0: Um, Who's ever said, keep the house, bro? That makes no sense. <laughs> why don't you guys call me on this when I say things? I don't
3: We're just supportive. We're bros supporting yeah. you bros. Are. You, you are. Know? Like, Thank you, side we, A. Thank you, side we, a. We, a. I appreciate it. We let you, you say, uh, we're going to ra- rank it and then crank it. You know,
0: we let. You we let are the one goodbye. that said ranking, crank it. I don't know why you're throwing this on me. <laughs> I think <laughs> I was Tommy. No, I you, think you said ranking, and you Anyways. should be, uh, con- the the ranking. The Beatles people complimented you on that statement. <laughs> I think that was you.
3: Anyways, I wanted to send a bunch of love and congratulations to Ian uh, Wright, uh, who's doing the alphabetical Fugazi oh podcast, who just wrapped up his show. So congratulations oh, to you, wow. Ian peace James and love. Wright, he, yes. he is doing uh, a fucking. He did an amazing show on Fugazi, yep. and he he did, he also went track track by track alphabetical.
0: Um and so he just wrapped that up. A couple we were of weeks guests ago was, on that uh, show. It Was so great. I, I'm the, almost. I'm so based tired. On episode. F- yeah, based on the fact that we were guests, I'm almost surprised we weren't mentioned in the last episode at all. Like, oh, uh, you know, Tommy. It turns out we were mentioned. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what?
3: And so, yeah, it was the, you know, for Ian McKay and, and Gee came on for the last episode of that of Ian's show, which is fucking amazing because that's like, yes, if we a, got to have yeah. John and Paul on our show for the last episode and, Ooh, and I got bad um, news, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. So if we had Paul, they're, and they're both John dead. The final, <laughs> no, <the final. laughs> yeah. Paul right, died fine. in I'll, the 60s. I'll, I'll,
4: I'll. <laughs>
3: Um, so he had an amazing show. The fact that he was able to get them together and they had a, a fantastic, uh, like two and
0: a half hour conversation or something, yeah. um, was really cool. I think cool that might be the first, and I know we're that, such Fugazi nerds and, and not everyone is. I think that might be the first Guy and Ian interview together since they broke up.
3: Yeah. And they played it off like, oh, we're friends. We do this all the time. We're friends. And I believe that they are. Yes. But the public persona of them doing it together was awesome. Is really um, cool. But mid episode, Ian Mackay refers to the episode we did on the Fugazi show, talking about I'm so tired. And I will say that if it doesn't make my year or decade, like it's it's a pretty big honor, I think, to be considered that way. Yeah. Unfortunately, he did say that we were completely wrong, and he doesn't really know where we get off with our perspective. (laughs) But (laughs) um, recognized for being mentioned, (laughs) I was happy just to be uh, considered. And all things said, I. I actually feel a little regretful about it in the moment because I I made this sort of really offhanded comment about his writing that was almost like dismissive in a way that I was like, oh, I think this will be funny for Fugazi fans. Certainly never in a world that I thought that Ian would ever hear this this thing. And so I I regret it a ton in a way that like I am. uh, I love his writing. It's formed so much of like what I am to this day. But, you know, I I said what I said. And you can't really go up to Ian Mackay and be like, hey, man, I'm sorry. I was pretty drunk that night. <laughs> 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 so the guy uh, who wrote Straight Edge. Maybe? Anyways, uh, fantastic! Uh, much love to you, Ian uh, Wright, for for finishing Ian your Wright. show. And, a- and to I to hope you Ian do something something you. after thank you, this. Thank you. Yeah, yeah.
0: For, that was like a gift to listen to that thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. It really was. Yeah. Uh, I, we've got some notes, folks.
3: Are loving RB on the microphone? That's that's been what? really nice. So welcome back to the full. Right. You know. In my book, I'm not sure if he's passed the audition, you know, and I don't know, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. We see. Thank you so much. And then we actually got a voicemail recently from a previous guest of the show. Um, uh, she's leaving home. Colin, he sent us Whoa. a voicemail. Do you, do you guys want to hear that one?
1: I didn't know this. I'd love to. Yeah.
3: Uh, all right. I'm going to play that.
2: Uh, yes. Hi. This is a message for uh, the three beardy blottos. Uh, <laughs> this is your boy, Colin. Um, And I was listening to the most recent episode um, for the benefit of Mr. White Russian. Fabulous stuff. Uh, But I heard my name evoked, and I heard that some uh, close listener of the show, very close, uh, caught us in a a situation where we, we missed a mystery word. And uh, to keep everything on the up and up, as I listened, I reached for the closest thing to take a shot of, which was a warm out of the bottle shot of Kettle One vodka, and that oh was just God. as good as it sounds. Uh, but I wanted you to know that uh, I was there with you in spirit, and I'm loving the show. Peace, boys.
1: <laughs> oh
3: my so God! Yeah, we got what a king. <laughs> we got caught by a listener a couple of episodes ago for not uh, drinking during the Magical Mystery Word. And that was that guest to uh, paint it back. So much love to Colin also. So, Hey, man, and he's got that Thank kettle you, one. M- must yeah. be nice, huh?
0: Must be nice living out <laughs> must there. Must be and, nice you know, living that kettle one life. <laughs> ocean know. front, drinking that warm yeah. kettle one. I thought I picked up the tab last time we went out. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he got All right,
3: show. everyone. Do you know we have a guest tonight?
1: We do. Scotty, do yes, you know so, that we so, have so, a guest yeah, tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do you know?
3: know? Yeah. But um, should we get to it? I think we should get to it. He's he might be he falls party. asleep. Yeah. <laughs> he's looking pretty comfortable. He has c- continuously added pillows for every couple of minutes that he's been on this uh behind yeah. his head. On. But let's get to it because I can't contain myself much longer. Uh I don't mind telling everyone that we have tried to do this before. Um this pairing <laughs> was supposed to happen for episode thirty-three, and it was supposed to be the alexini and blotto Beatles spectacle spectacular birthday spectacle spectacular yes. but we had some technical issues that um you know didn't Warning allow it, released, no. did to it to be released it wasn't out. my fault this time that's amazing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no less i mean i still see tonight as a celebration of this guest so i yes. I think we should get r- really right to it because do you, if i Becker, honestly
0: did did you ever watch lost uh yeah. The show yeah lost. I they, it lost. They're on the island. Did you remember like they, they get off the island and then all of a sudden in season three Hold on, hold on, hold on. In
3: I know, I know, but hold I on. only saw the first uh season. Oh, no spoilers. It's
0: only twenty two <laughs> years old. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so here's Are you what happens Ethan to a smoke
3: monster? In, I don't in, understand what's <laughs> <is> se- going <laughs> In season
0: three, they get off the island and Jack. You don't remember Jack? Yeah. Jack goes back to find yeah. Kate, and you know what he says? Kate we have to go back because they were lost, and I feel like that this is our lost episode in Becker. <laughs> we have to go back. We have to go and back find, and find Ethan. And find Ethan. Do so you think, think that continue. we like?
3: There's a parallel time where we just left Ethan in. I think we left him on the because island because it was never released. Ethan has yeah. just been drinking in episode 33 since we left him there.
6: Since we, yep, listening <laughs> yeah. to Pink then Floyd. Then let's get him.
3: Then let's get him
6: back real quick because stuck in um, that like weird. Prism thing from Superman, <laughs> where they got Zod. <laughs> I want to say quite legitimately,
3: I have been excited and and in awe of Ethan for a long time. I find him out to be a talented podcaster, a gifted graphic designer, and and since doing this collaboration, we've learned that he's also a talented musician. And uh, more nice. than anything, he's immensely knowledgeable about all things Beatles. Uh, he has his own show, Fans on the Run, uh, which is the the Thinking Man's Beatles podcast, if you will. <laughs> Uh, no, it's not. And you should probably be listening to that <laughs> instead of us, you know? So I want everyone to please join me in warmly welcoming
6: the great Ethan Alexanian. <laughs>
0: yes.
6: See, you, you could listen to my show if I've actually put out episodes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but luckily, if anyone hasn't listened yet, you've also cranked out something like 70 something
6: episodes at this point. Yeah, it was You're like, like doing a sweatshop war- for a while. <laughs> Um, but you're like you're, you're Steinbeck,
0: work. you know. You you can't just expect expect. Oh, don't Steinbeck compare to me to Steinbeck come out <laughs> with uh, <laughs> a, a, a new book every six months or whatever. You know, it, genius takes time, my friend. And we're
6: we're waiting. <laughs> for it. We're ready. If that's what you want to call it, <laughs> we're Ethan. Champ-
3: we're not We're here? not close to your birthday anymore. But that's really nope. why I initially wanted to celebrate <laughs> with you on this show. Um, it's sort of like we like don't have a lot of rules. <laughs> on blood of beetles except you know maybe being of, of legal drinking age but um it was it was slightly awkward where i'd been listening to your show for a while and then i saw you on video because we did we did some stuff together and and then i had to ask your age to be like oh you know we want you on this show but what does it mean and then at the time you told me that you were turning canadian I'm this legal many in august <laughs> <laughs> Well, but with the
0: exchange rate, I think Yeah. We're good, we were good at that point in time, right?
3: I don't know how you do all of the work by yourself, but like what what is your show and what is it about?
6: Uh it's to put it to put it simply, there there was this group of people called the Beatles. I, I don't know if you've heard of them. Oh. They were they they, were, they, they made they made what we in the biz like to call music. Mm-hmm. And uh now some okay. hundred and sixty-eight years later, uh people talk about the Beatles <laughs> and I occasionally facilitate these conversations. No, just kidding. I'm a I'm a fucking schmuck who just kinda is there while other people talk.
1: <laughs> I need pillows. Right now Ethan is like, comfy. He's couched. I'm <laughs>
6: living the high life, baby.
3: <laughs> Why is it? uh, Why is it the Beatles for you, man? I couldn't think of another band. (laughs) I don't believe that for a second. Like you come from a world from intense knowledge and fandom, and and uh, like your personality, I, I like. But tell me, like, why is it the Beatles? Like, what triggers you about the Beatles? That's made you commit this hard to it.
6: It's been said before that the story of the Beatles is almost just supernatural. That it just yeah. at this point in time doesn't even seem real. It seems like some sort of great mythologized thing like Apollo. Or whatever that is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't read. <laughs> and then? Hmm? <laughs>
0: Do you have any idea why it was the Beatles, like, or it was just because you love the Beatles, like? It's just because I love the Beatles. All right,
3: but it's a thing also that you're like immensely knowledgeable, clearly, like encyclopedically.
6: I I can name all four Beatles. (laughs) What? (laughs) There were four. (laughs) I'm intimidated. Uh, Hold on, my notes later. To be fair, I I was just kind of, I was just (laughs) kind of pissing into the wind there. I'm not actually sure. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i just want to look cool in front of you guys yeah <laughs> i want to look cool in front of scotty <laughs> we Keep all crushing
6: i'm that, still on lemonade yeah, bro yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. good luck and good R- luck. R- i was listening R- to the R- 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 R-
0: when we was in fourth grade <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: why today have you found all of your focus and passion because i know that still sometimes you're like joking about it but your passion still lays in in the beatles and what is it that's
6: that makes you come back to this to be honest i don't know okay i it's just i like the beatles i like talking about the beatles i like listening to the beatles i don't know what it is about those four uh dickensian street kids from liverpool but (laughs) i love them
3: In addition to you being a fantastic podcaster And I believe you are And I know you don't want that helm You do some amazing album art Or show art You do some amazing thumbs Um, What's going on with you In the world of uh, graphic design? Yeah (laughs)
0: Um, Who's Your boy? Hmm? beetles wise Who, who's your beetle
6: which beetle is my favorite yes today um george why what, what what do you
0: think it is like is it the solo stuff that he does after it's is the it
6: cheekbones <laughs>
0: <laughs> from
3: the gecko that's all
0: you needed
6: yeah it, he's the he's the it it's easy to identify him at a wax museum even if they have like really shitty beetles. It's like Ringo has the nose, John has the glasses and George has the cheekbones.
0: What does Paul have?
6: He has the the tiny mouth that resembles an anus occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. How often do you go to uh wax
3: museums, Ethan?
6: That that's a Becker, that's a really personal question. <laughs> You're declining to answer. <laughs>
1: yeah, I respect that.
3: Got to see when's the last time you were at a
1: wax music? <laughs> hey, I mean, I don't really, I don't have to answer this. No. Stop
3: trying to bully us.
0: All right. I please I, I, please say I was at a wax us, museum.
3: Us, us wax musician wax museum Wax refuse to be to be categorized. Yeah. There, are dozens, there are dozens of us. Dozens of us
6: <laughs> literally <That's it>. dozens. <laughs> See, the wax museum enthusiast conventions right next to the Never Nude Convention. Yeah. yeah. There are dozens of us. Yeah.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, we are not only the Beatles podcast, but we're also a podcast where we do a little bit of drinking. So, no. uh, Scotty C, have you been putting down uh, some drinks this evening?
1: Yeah, I've been drinking some of the Devil's Purse Handline Kolsch. Oh, the official no, beer of Blotto Beatles? The, the official beer of Blotto Beatles. Beer, Beatles and Much I've love got to them. My, of course. And I've got, actually, this is my last one. I don't know. I haven't, well, I haven't been drinking them, but somebody has been. Um, I'm already drunk, so some, I'm just
6: going to check my phone. Right on.
1: <laughs> and I got the slain
5: for the shot. Hopefully did, we get to hit Scottie, one Scotty, did you make it all the way through that bottle of orange uh, yeah, whiskey? I just, I, yeah, I just got to get rid orange of it. Orange Jameson. I don't want to see it
0: ever work.
1: again. Scotty does work.
3: I will uh, say. Um, uh, I also just awful. got recently got my I got my re-up uh, from the Devil's Purse because uh, right. Tommy got out there a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but I hadn't seen him since. So I got my re-up. I'm drinking the Henline kolsch this evening. And uh, I, I mix up a, a couple of bourbon drinks up in.
0: On well, that. Becker, I had some margaritas to, to kick off the evening. Oh, but then where I gave you those uh Devil's Purse beers w- was a wonderful spot. You and I had met up at the uh oh, vitamin, at C vitamin C brewery. brewery. The vitamin C brewery in Weymouth, Massachusetts. So I got some of those going yeah. on as well this evening, along obviously, oh, yeah. with the Devil's I drank, Purse. I, drank, I, I was drinking their kettle charge beers. earlier
3: tonight. Yeah. yeah. RB yeah. is very envious. He used to live I right am. near
0: that. It's good stuff. That's RB, fine. what about you, man?
5: I am drinking very local here tonight. I've got a bunch of beers, for, uh, a couple of beers here from River Roost, which is for, mm-hmm. in White River Junction. Uh, and I started off the night with one of those dogfish uh, blueberry things. Oh, oh right. I like Sam
0: county Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, Ethan. I've also, got, I've also got a little burger yeah? back here in case. Oh, the oh, Four
6: yeah. Roses small batch is what I what?
0: Yes. Ethan, what have you been drinking
6: this evening? Mike's Hard Strawberry Lemonade. Oof.
0: But I heard you had wow. it imported from the Americas.
6: Yeah. You know what is me. your
3: uh, what is your relationship with drinking at all?
6: You not, came of age the, not very recently. not very. Yeah, married. not very. You're more you of do
0: the the green than the the grain, if you know what I mean? I I'm neither. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so everybody, <laughs> we know who the Beatles are, <laughs> and we've discussed this week's Magical Mystery Word. So now I'm going to turn it over to Scotty C to tell us about this week's pick.
1: All right. And the song is Tomorrow Never Knows. And um, this was a... I think this was the first track they started recording when yeah. they yeah, got back after uh, some time. What a way to start, like recording a record. Like we're gonna record yeah. a new record and then just like lay down that. How about like, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's all kinds of stuff we're gonna want to talk about. This song is extremely unique, especially in the in the timeline of Beatles recordings. Um, obviously, they they will further delve into such psychedelic sort of sounds and and unique, um, more unique instrumentations and. Tricks and studio stuff, or whatever, but
6: you don't get much more psychedelic than this.
1: No, but I mean, like, uh, before this, there was nothing even close, and after it, there might have been something
6: that sort of, sort of. I mean, Norwegian Wood had a sitar, true,
5: true, true. I don't think a sitar makes something psychedelic necessarily.
6: <laughs> you sound like but someone the... who doesn't own a sitar, you are. This kid's my, eh?
0: <laughs> That's
3: the best thing you've said tonight.
0: RB, the B for burn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've always wanted one. Yeah,
4: uh, I know.
1: John has this sort of concept, this idea that um, you know, he ends up bringing up to the to the boys and and George Martin. And I, I did read a cool thing where. You know, he said, "I have this song," and he played it, and it was like one chord and him just like kind of doing some stuff. And George Martin was like, "All right, that's interesting." Instead of being like, "Um, <laughs> that's not a pop song," you know, <laughs> he didn't like shut it down, which is pretty cool. Um, he gave it a chance for them to make something out of it, and certainly was worth um, doing so. So I don't know. Let's let, let's give it a listen and see what Ethan. Yeah. Um, has to say about the the choice. Uh, I can't wait to find it. Out and uh, what Ethan has to say if if he if he if he would like to share that. If he doesn't, that's that's fine too. Can but let's give it a listen because I think that you know in Ethan's position right now, this is going to be the way to listen to this song <laughs> <laughs> horizontally. <laughs> horizontally is is preferred, I think. Yeah. Here it comes.
0: What was it that made you choose the track "Tomorrow Never Knows"?
6: Oh, it's it's my favorite Beatles. Song.
0: You're uh, favorite. That, this is your number one Beatles song, is what you're telling me right now. This is it's
6: my number one Beatles. song.
0: Top of the Pops. This is it. This is better than "Day in the Life." Yeah, this is better than song stinks. The, <laughs> "Day in the Life" <laughs> stinks. Is that what you just said?
6: I didn't say that. What did you say? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Go back that tape, Scotty. This
3: is the hottest pick. Everyone who has reached out to us recently and wanted to come on Body Beatles and we we usually let people pick a track. That's probably going away in a bit because we don't have room for everyone to pick a track. But everyone picks tomorrow never knows. They're like, Oh, I'll come on and just talk about tomorrow never knows. And we have well, very stuck spe- it. It's mine. <laughs> and we have very specifically Saved it for someone who would maybe give us sort of uh, a passionate reason for why they wanted yeah, okay. this to be their song.
6: Okay, I'll try and I'll try and give it something. It's like a radio broadcast from another dimension. Oh my god! It's, yes, like all these sounds that people still aren't sure what the fuck they were doing, how to get them yeah. sounds. Um, people speculate: is that a seagull? Is that Paul? Is that what? Like what's going on?
5: Yeah, there were there were sounds that you wouldn't expect to hear on a Beatles record yeah. for sure. It's yeah, that's from N- 1966.
6: I'm almost
3: envious of your listening in a way because we're older than you and we heard this on 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 tapes. Then we heard it on on CDs.
6: Well,
3: oh, the Beatles and
0: all of that. did this with tapes. <laughs> no, but, but I mean
3: cassette tapes. You immediately heard it. And your listenership, you got to investigate and understand what all of the sounds were and sort of get a better understanding of what it took to to hear this track. For me, when I first heard Tomorrow Never Knows, it just felt like magic. Like all of the songs, yeah. all of the sounds coming together. Mark,
6: it doesn't matter how much you know about the song. It's still magic. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I I I do still believe that and even even the past couple of weeks like doing the research for the episode, I I, I, I believe it's like how do you make
0: this sound?
3: You know Is and,
0: is the song really and this is I this is not anything I thought about before right now. Is it really just a drum beat? with well, the bass is other mad. stuff. Yeah, there over is, the, the bass. Okay, yeah, Tom, yeah, fair um, enough. There,
6: there are drums in the song. Yes.
0: Okay. Oh, thank <laughs> you very much, Ethan. Okay, check. There are drums. <laughs> Paul, I appreciate. Paul that. Is just.
1: Paul is it's just it. maybe droning, but he's, yeah, but he's, he's in the sound. He's, he's rhythmic. Uh,
0: he's rhythmic. Not he's not rhythmically the damage jamming. Damage. He's yeah, he's rhythmically
1: jamming along with it. Like yeah. like RB was just saying, and he's the sound of his bass at the time is so cool. It's like distorted, but not like. Ugly distortion. It's like yeah. this, yeah. Just the oversaturated. Smoothest. Yeah, it's exactly. And this is like,
0: like a like, kind of special Paul base moment because it's it like chronologically, you're looking at right after he's doing things like Paperback Writer and Rain, right? Like that, where he, he switched to the Rickenbacker from the the Hofner, and like which he like feels a lot more on his life base on brand him. over here. You know, like he he, he <laughs> said like. <laughs> He, you know, like... The, Someone there was, was in the library this weekend
3: in the Dewey's Decimal System under B for base. base
6: that <laughs> B stands for base. manufacturers. <laughs> you, oh God,
0: the you guys got the Dewey word. Decimal System you up in Canada? I don't know. It's a magical mystery word. Yeah. Yeah. It's the yeah. magical mystery word was yeah. Dewey yeah. Decimal yeah. System. Yeah, That's a real, yeah.
1: Kurt, yeah. Kurt Vile, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I park on the side the road. Yeah.
5: So Ethan, you were you said you were drawn to the backwards guitar, but like on Revolver, they were experimenting a lot with the like tapes and re- reversing them. Like I'm only sleeping, which you're very close to right now, um, it has a backwards guitar in it as well. Yeah. The oh, Rain the, has backwards. The, the guitar solo in that is also re- reversed.
6: Oh, uh, I-, I love that one
5: too. You're a big fan of that one too. Yeah, you just like the like the kind of weird otherworldly sound of a. Reversed. I lived
6: in the psychedelia.
0: But I think even George Martin was like, "Oh, we were just reversing everything at that period. There, <laughs> like, there yeah, everything that levels. came in, we were just reversing."
6: As Paul Flipping McCartney once said, "There are seven levels."
1: <laughs> I remember go we on. did our. Oh, go ahead. No. <laughs> <laughs> We did our pilot episode, our practice episode on "I'm Only Sleeping."
3: Yeah, we did. And, and that might I don't be, remember who our plays. Last episode,
1: who plays the backwards? I don't remember the black backwards guitar on that. I one.
5: think that's George uh, on that one. But Paul does it on this one. Right? Paul, Paul definitely plays the plays the electric solo on this. Yeah, is
3: this the one that's slightly up for contention because of the the taxman relation?
5: I think it it bears a lot of resemblance to the Taxman solo. I think he's yeah. playing very oh, similar 100%. motif. I don't th- I don't think it is a recording of it reversed. I think it's like in the same vein as that. He's like he plays the same kind of interval on the guitar and it sounds but, like the Taxman solo a little bit, but um but yeah, it's I don't interesting it's, when
1: you when you do a backwards solo it's really hard to imagine what
5: it's going to sound like, but you can try your best. I'm sure Paul McCartney yeah. could do it a lot yeah, better. Yeah, I, mean, I could. You're, you're listening to like, you, you, yeah. Assume, assumingly, you you've reversed the whole background and you're playing to a reverse you know, regular track. to to a yeah. reverse background, which already sounds weird, right? Like you're you're playing on another planet, and then which like, you is flip why I it's it, around. It's so strange. <laughs> and then you, that you don't this even is know what f- you played at that point. Yeah, it's <laughs> a,
0: the first song we brought up earlier. First song recorded on Revolver. This, that yeah. that's super yeah. strange this, to me yeah, because you get the much is, more traditional crazy. material after this and you would yeah, think yeah. this Sequence would be like wise, a launching pad to other stuff they put it
3: last on Revolver yeah, and they've had this huge who else has had this gap musically speaking where we go from Rubber Soul I think the last song they record for Rubber Soul is Girl they take a, yep. uh, a, a couple of months off they tour they take a couple of yep. months off and they come back in and they're like let's record tomorrow never knows
0: right yeah like it's crazy and then and then tomorrow we're gonna do good day sunshine yeah you know what i mean like that's i feel like it's as funny but it's like when you go
3: on uh i put this i think we're sort of on summer uh, vacation as a kid right like everyone comes back and they want to be like a little bit different when you go into high school or something like george and dandy music paul's classical dude and john's like I'm a drug guy now, and we're doing this sort of music, and uh, and just...
6: Ringo's just all about them submarines. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think mean, the, the
3: song you said it. Right let's get to this. it. Ringo is killing it right here, though. Like oh Ringo my God. is giving <laughs> us. Who
0: did he kill? A toast the to Ringo did... once again. A this... toast to Ringo, my friend. Oh, no. I'm gonna offer I'm not one,
6: one up. I've already done drunk too much.
5: <laughs> I think the song that they recorded directly after this was got to get you into my life, yeah, which yeah. is the song that directly precedes this on the record. Oh, oh, so yeah. like they, they recorded the last two songs on revolver. They recorded first. it
6: backwards. <laughs> that one,
5: that one they did not record. Backwards. They
3: wrote all of got to get you into my life backwards. That's an amazing
5: Beatles <laughs> tidbit. <laughs> they started with it out of my life. And uh, okay.
3: And I think it's actually really interesting for uh, Jeff Emmerich because this is his first day as sort of lead engineer. He had been around for a while and he sort of witnessed uh, Ringo's first day. I think that's when he sort of came in. And now it's like his show to run, which I actually think is is pretty great for, for that dude. But he did so much for the band,
1: yeah. Yeah, he he was working with Pink you're, Floyd right before then, right?
0: Right, and and you're right after at something like, oh, okay. she, like let's talk about the record. Like she said, she said is a very in my mind psychedelic song. I love that tune, and you would think that leads to tomorrow never tune. knows. That's a good tune. It's a good tune, man. I agree, and yeah. it, it, you would think it would lead to tomorrow never knows, but then that like the reverse of it, it, it is what's actually true. Like somehow tomorrow never knows leads to she said, she said is a psychedelic, uh, a step forward or something like it's the, the timeline of revolver is interesting. And, and it's most interesting in my mind, in the way that the Beatles almost not that they poo poo revolver. They it's not that any of them say they hate it. You said
3: poo poo. Are, are we saying poo poo on this show?
0: We've Are talked you were, about this aren't before. You the, I know you don't, like when, you the, know you don't like when I say poo-poo I know you don't like when I say poo-poo Aren't you the
3: intellectual of this show? How I don't I like, like say crap, dude.
0: Everyone thinks yeah. you know
3: crap. But yeah.
0: you know, the, but they they also like every Beatle that I've ever uh, heard an interview that, with is like, oh, Rubber Soul's part one, Revolver's part two, and Revolver in the minds of Beatles fans is one of the pinnacle albums, right? And they almost. Oh, yeah. Like, sideline it as no big deal, it's just part two of Rubber Soul. Those are wildly mm-hmm. different records, yeah.
6: they don't Ethan, Do you
3: put Revolver number one as a record? Yeah, he's showing us the number three sign on the camera. <laughs> no, give no, us okay. okay. That's a, I think that's okay. an a okay. That's the yeah. okay,
6: okay. Sign. yeah, Revolver number one.
3: And I have a tough time with that because I'm such a white album guy, but oh, you're don't... wrong. And I do love Revolver. I mean, I I intensely love Revolver, but I
6: yeah, it should be number one then.
0: (laughs) But I'm an Abbey Road fan. This this is why we're going to hang
3: up on uh, Ethan right before the ranking uh, section of the show because we we know (laughs) we already know where he stands.
0: Yeah, yeah, we
6: do. But I'm not standing though. (laughs) No, definitely are not. Yeah, we haven't seen Ethan stand for for that. I'm not standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't stand, I not
0: oh. There you go. You know yeah. what I do like about this song is the idea of No, Paul. what don't you like? I like the idea of Paul being the one to manipulate the tape loops. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we always kind
5: of... Tape it? Tape loops? Loops. A, A
0: loop? Loops. loops.
1: loops.
5: All right, Ethan, I was gonna
3: do go. it. You looped it?
1: I was gonna use kinda the word stupid. tape. But uh then I was like maybe that would be said too much. Loop Gotta find mindset. a synonym for that word. Uh,
6: do I have to drink more?
1: You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. <laughs> my bottle
0: my bottle was yeah. across the room.
6: Yum yum, Bottles up.
0: Man,
3: we don't usually hit uh. the magic mystery for the first time like two and a half hours in. Um, <laughs> this is a big one.
1: So, so, we we do. The, so we do. The
0: uh, the tape manipulation, I love being yeah, on, that's a big on, part on the, part of the side it, of Paul. like <laughs> Because I think we think of Paul as the non-risky one, the non-experimental, the non- like, like John's making the experiments. John is reaching out. George mm-hmm. is... Going spiritual and Paul's writing pop tunes that maybe have, like, a fictional bent or, like, whatever. And this has probably been our issue with Paul. Um, You know, people have called us out as a podcast. But, like, Paul is leading the charge on this song in, in terms bit. of weird experimentation. Like, let's... I think put a little the, bit p- of that. Put the pencils in the room. Throw the the tapes around. The seagulls. The the whatever it is. And then let's add the weird to the song. Right? Like I think that's I think awesome. A, I think a little
5: a little bit of that is Paul's being been introduced a little bit to some like avant garde stuff that's going mm-hmm. around in London. Right? Yeah. He's like he's heard. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. Like I, and it's probably a little bit of. Uh, Jane Asher's been able to, like, take him around to stuff and whatever. But like, he, I think he brought in a lot of um, influences that he has. That he, I think he was introducing the other Beatles to some other weird stuff that was happening around the London scene.
0: Which is the um, thing I love because you wouldn't expect that, right? That that is the thing you think, yeah. John and that's is bringing exactly. to the band. Um, um, I
3: think that. I think George Martin has some credit here, too. And, you know, like, that's not typically yeah. where I like Look to at you. shine
2: the
1: light. But Look at <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. This guy's almost laying down, too.
4: <laughs>
1: I'm leaning. I'm leaning.
4: <laughs>
3: it's the 11 o'clock lean, you know. All right. All but um, I think that George Martin also told, told, like, oh, you know, take this stuff home and go home and chop it up. And I think it was Paul who sort of take took the biggest lead on it, you know. And there's five specific loops that are playing here
4: that Drink are all fucking mean. But I didn't. Oh What
0: was the... when in the last episode? What was the magical mystery word? Do you remember?
1: I thought it was the one we, the one we did, we did with Ethan. Ethan remembered. What? What was it?
0: Drone. Drone. Oh, it was drone. drone. Right. 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 Right.
3: But so. Paul comes back with, with five different pieces and and they all have names and I can almost hear them now that they have names, but he called it the seagull or the red Indian, which was McCartney laughing an orchestral chord, a Mellotron uh, on flute setting, another Mellotron string setting, and then sitar for all of the, the samples that were, were played in there.
0: Um, and it's...
3: it's Pretty cool to hear that back because, like I was saying,
5: when, well, this when is I first innovative, song, Paul.
0: Like, which I think is the thing we're all kind of looking for, right?
5: Yeah, well, yeah. He's pushing. He's even... pushing it into into some weird directions. Like, hey, we're starting a new record. I got this, you know, like, and then just jump into that. Like, that's that's wild. I think and was well, this is probably
3: to... a good example where we we're talking about being for the benefit, of Mister Kite, and um I forget. Maybe it was on the last episode we talked about it, but it was also that. John had a vision for songs in his head that he couldn't convey to everyone, right? Because here's where he's telling George Martin that he wants this to sound like a thousand monks singing from right. the mountains, oh, right, right, right. and it never really comes to life. And he later sort of he he shits on this song a, a, a classic classically. I, we say this every fucking episode, right? We we can't find John talking positively about a song except for Come Together, uh, our last track. Um, but why he, wanted this one, to sound, right? yeah. he wanted this to sound. He wanted this to sound in such a bigger way than it did, or he had a a mental vision for this that never came to life. And then here we have Paul popping in and playing these tape circles to sort of, you know.
5: Yeah. It's sort of like it's pulling it away from, from maybe what John's original vision was. Right.
0: Which is why I love, I love the idea of this song being a recorded performance. Like, Mm-hmm. Th- this would have never happened. What we hear on tape, had they been like, oh, the bass is a little off on the song, the drums are a little off, and then done it the next day because of the way the tape loop thing happens, they could have never done that tape loop thing. Like, come on, magic. fucker. It's circles. circles. Tape circles.
3: <laughs> Ethan, take a drink. <laughs>
0: Oh my God! Oh, We're three already. Yeah, I think so. Ethan, are you are you <laughs> asleep? Yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> Give us the okay sign. Oh. He's only sleeping. Yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> so my point with the tape manipulations being the the tape repeaters, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that becomes a performance. Rapina! <laughs> yeah. No, but it becomes a performance like you yeah. can go and see a band live and they're going to mm-hmm. play the the song you love and then you go and see them the next night live and they're going to play the exact same song and it might be better or different or they're going to the well, solo goes a little longer. <laughs> well, it could be worse. It could, you know, the the ending gets weird like whatever happens this song becomes a performance piece because yep, you can yep. never do what they did with the tape repeaters <laughs> again. Because yeah. they're, they're people playing the board. They're, 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 they've got and pencils. are going that. up and down. They've, they've got, got pencils around, around the studio on. with tape running around them through machines. And who's and, doing this? And it depends on... It depends on what's on the tape. It depends on where the the, the pencils are between each other. The distance that's going to create the time of that for when it gets back to yeah, the there's head. A, there's a actually lot left. Up to random thing. Chance. Like, it's a wild experience, right? That Well, uh, Ethan, unfortunately, uh, had some technical difficulties. He had to bow out. We know... Uh, this was his song, and how much uh, he appreciates it. This is what he said to us: his favorite Beatles song, his number one. So I think we probably need to keep talking about it. Um, and we will take that. I've into got. Uh, I've got we're, those technical we, difficulties.
3: We, uh, every episode, if I'm being uh, yeah, <laughs> we
0: we were uh, we we were currently talking about the tape. Loop. Oh, oh, oh my god! <laughs> Does that count? Why you would it count? Tape, you guys. We <laughs> reintroduce where we are, and now you're going to call me out you on this said You tape? said That's where we tape are right I mean, come
1: on. Jeez. I thought I picked the easier... I he oh, did say Good tape mark every time he said loop. No one said loop without tape. All
0: right. jeez. All right. So the, the we were talking about the tape recreations, <laughs> and uh, Scotty, I think you... First of all, Scott... I think you sabotaged me because we took a break. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were like, "Oh, I still want to talk about I I want to talk about this tape stuff." We were talking about Tommy. Just bring us back in. Listen, all y'all, it's Scotty Tosh. Right now. Listen, <laughs> to you all y'all, it's Scotty Tosh. <laughs> so, but Scott, you said you said to me you wanted to uh, say more about these recreations. Yeah, I well, think, I, right? I think we were kind <clears> of <throat> leaning in that
1: direction. RB had something to say. I was at when I asked. Um, who are the people physically on the boards with the pencils deciding yeah, that, what's going where and all that sort of stuff?
0: I heard a lot of coffee cups too. Oh. like pencils in coffee I I it it. Oh, just like yeah, with yeah. the tapes going that's around. That's so
1: cool. Them like, them. I mean, but I mean, that's the thing. Like, it, right? this, this exactly. isn't just Ringo's awesome drum part, Paul playing that awesome bass that's grooving with it. John's yeah, vocal that's, that's a and, that's a
5: foundation for a bunch of other stuff cool. but then you're
1: like, all a, these yeah, other people yeah. in the room I doubt John had anything to do with it. he's probably looking at everyone like I don't know you're saying it's you, a bunch of work?
3: nerds at Abbey Road in yeah. lab <laughs> coats and I, I, and I would like, guess hey, that hold this here yeah. or, you know.
1: it's almost like was was McCartney the conductor more of this stuff or is he just there and he's watching them do it too just like John or whoever you know like Ringo um well, I as I said earlier, this is so I think, early, like
3: you... I, I hesitate to say that I mean it's you know, the point that we've been getting to is the in sort of as a podcast is is Paul coming out as a, a big leader for some of the stuff that you're mm-hmm. you're referencing, I think. But I think it's early for it to be super clear during Revolver that Paul was a driver of some of this stuff. Like I do think of this as being more collaborative, you know, and maybe it's just because I want it. To be but, yeah, but I, I think I, about it as being
1: yeah what i imagine is paul and whoever else came back with tape stuff and yeah i feel i feel like, these like it's always these guys was, in the in the in the control room i'll, I'll let you get there in a second rb i just sure. want to finish my point real quick um these guys in the control room were like all right here's some weird shit these drug is this druggie band brought to us <laughs> and we'll we're gonna make this something out <laughs> of it I and mean, the Beatles yeah. probably had very little to do with the actual way it made it onto the track but maybe they didn't that's my question you know right yeah, well, right, right. Uh, go ahead I, arby because
5: I, I, f- yeah. I, f- I feel like the the engineers probably had a lot of like just like random requests coming at them like they're just like ca- yeah. at at this point the Beatles can ask for pretty much anything and they can probably get it yeah. right and so like they've got engineers that are probably like you know very early on in the in their in their careers being like you know, I want I want this to sound like
0: whatever. Yeah. Recreate this, the yeah, Dalai exactly. Lama. Make make this on and the top like, of a right. mountain. That was Jung request yes. at the beginning. So of imagine the song, you're right? you're a studio
5: yeah. engineer, and somebody comes up to you with a request <laughs> to make you sound like the Dalai Lama shouting at the top of a mountain. And yeah, you're like, yeah. uh, well, we got this reverb unit over here. I can cr- maybe crank <laughs> Put it on then. the mountain <laughs> setting. Yeah, I can like, maybe no, do no, it I twice. Want, I want all yeah. my words to be uh, like, don't drench it in reverb. Like, that's I not what I'm asking for, too, you yeah. idiot. Like, make yeah, me uh, sound I, like the yeah. Dalai Lama. <laughs> by the way, yeah. by the way I was one of
0: I, I, the engineer's like, bro, we got four yeah, exactly. tracks. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. yeah okay cool so one track track Monk one bond. uh yeah the Beatles. so we put seven thousand monks yeah. on track tra- two then yeah. track
5: two seven i don't think they will monks. all fit in this studio so.
0: yeah tra- no track track tra- seven thousand monks track track three the the dalai lama uh. on top of a mountain <laughs> Oh, cool! We got track four. Uh, open. All right, <laughs> what do you, what yeah, do you I, need, oh, bro? This song needs like, drums too. <laughs> Tambourine. Yeah.
5: Oh. oh, what is George oh, doing on this song? George is playing. I was so ask George, you. Is, George brought all that kind of Indian influence, right? He's playing. He's he's playing the tambura, Tem- which is tambora. the yeah, what's which that? is it's a little bit. It looks track like four. a sitar, but it doesn't have any frets on it, and it's just open. It's pretty much open strings. You're playing a drone, like a harp type thing. Well, We're, sort of. You're, it's you're, not
1: fretted. I mean, uh, by there, I think it's there's strings. like
5: four or maybe five strings on it. I'm not sure. That I think they yeah. come in multiple variations, and you can tune yeah. them however, really, however you want. But I think this, in this case, it was tuned to mostly C. Okay. This song. This song has a. I can say. I can say yeah, drone. C, right? I can that say drone because this is a. I'm gonna. Yeah. C-
0: oh wait. Hold on, RB. Are you about to enter our newest segment? And your nerd can sing. <laughs> oh, now you putting what, me on spot to record. Is that what
5: you are saying, right? Now? Little spot that I haven't recorded yeah. yet.
0: Scotty, Scotty, put put the music right. in there. Put it we'll in get post. There. We'll yeah. get there.
5: But yeah, so the the yeah. tune is one chord for the most part. It's 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 a jam on C. So there's there's sitar, uh, timbura, which is uh the sitar uh, providing Israel. that that yeah. kind of drone to be that um yeah that lower I'm gonna go straight into this weird uh area now um the melody that John sings for the opening is entirely notes of a C major triad. So he sings he starts the melody starts on a third. Uh That's all, and the the bass still stays on this pedal pedal C, but then there, I I don't know if it's an it sounds to me like an organ part, but it might be a loop of an orchestra, whatever playing a major chord that's a full step below, which is a really? B flat chord. Um, so it's a B flat over over a C bass note so like after after he does that
0: yeah
1: oh yeah but but you still have you still have the bass yeah that's big time motown stuff right there yeah
0: Yeah, it's weird, like, Motown Indian. Yeah, exactly. In yeah, way, that's totally, right? so that's, that's
5: totally, that is
3: Motown. George complains a little bit where he's like, oh, this is probably the best thing we've done. Like, in, in the later 60s, he says, he says, this is one of the best things we've done, but maybe it's a terrible mess for people that are used to listening to uh, sort of Western music, you know? Yeah.
5: Exactly. There, there's there's a, there. it doesn't modulate, right? It just stays in this one
0: place. It, it, it's a one chord. It's what they think is Indian, but they are thinking it's Indian coming from this RB exactly. background. You know, and that's they're, like, they're pulling in influences. That's the amalgamation that happens.
5: That 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 B flat over C happens a lot in that Motown kind of Yeah. Uptight, everything is alright. Like yeah. it's yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. kind of like a it's just kind of like a little scoop into a but it's just yeah, it stays at this level and it kind of scoops down. For that for that one yep. line, and then he repeats that one line because there's no chorus in the song either. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's another that's another yeah, weird yeah, yeah. weird thing where it's like it's a verse, but like the last two lines of the verse are just the repeated line. But one of them has that B flat under it, and then it, the one of them comes resolves back up a full step to C. Um. So it's there's a form there's a it's form cool to it, but but it's yeah. there's no it's there's no chorus to it. It's almost like a I don't
3: know. It's um, should we talk about the lyrics here? What do we think about that? We I don't know if we've got. We should that. talk about this song at some point. <laughs> I feel like yeah, we've, we've been, been doing talking all right. Yeah. I think a little bit. Um, you know, I love this tune because for a ton of reasons and that'll probably come up while we're ranking. I love this song because everyone is present and participating. I'm not sure if I've totally. said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And even yep. George Martin is a bit on board. Paul says a, a little bit later, he's like, "Oh, you know, George was a little bit older and we were bringing in the stuff and he very easily could have been like, what the fuck is this? Like, how do I sort of assemble this and market right. it and make it a thing? But he was like game to be like, all right, let's, ex- let's explore this. Especially like we were saying the context of them coming off tour and them coming off of uh, the Rubber Soul record to, to dive into this piece. You would
1: think they'd want to come in with a hit, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
3: absolutely, and and they come in with the hits, right? I mean, like, but, clearly, you know, revolver yeah. has hits, but yeah, they don't they don't come right in with it. And so, everyone is on board to to make well, this I- happen to 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 dive into musically speaking. And mm-hmm. then the, there's the lyrics here, and mm-hmm.
0: from a, a a John perspective of writing all of this, like it, it's this comes back to what we were just talking about in the last song, come together. Like this is the uh, Timothy Leary stuff is very present in both tunes right like we're talking about like a little mid mid to late John Beatles to uh very late John Beatles and like carrying these But ideas this harkens forward.
5: back even even more to like them searching for source material too because like this is he pulled a line from the psychedelic experience book in the same yeah. way where he
0: pulled from a yeah.
5: poster for uh kite or yeah for, sure, for the benefit yeah. of mr kite right like he's he,
0: well, and George George Harrison even says like these lyrics John did not understand when he sang them. Well,
5: right. I, I, I think I think what what John was singing from was from from an angle of I'm a like we're trip we're trip sitting you through this song where where George came from it from yep. a this is a meditation song like you're coming from within yeah okay you know what I mean yeah, yeah, and like. Yeah they were they were coming at it from different angles but kind of like hitting the same it worked yeah yeah it it works either way yep right yeah i mean can't you imagine if you're a
3: john lennon and has just done acid a couple of times and you're like i feel these things so completely you know like you think about early drug experiences that well um people you know might have had and you're like oh you know like this is this is a sentiment that you want to turn people on. Like, that is the biggest thing about, you know, this the first time I've done and all about these things, about something like, I want to share it with people. Yeah. And it's sick in a way because you're like, oh, these are not good for you or all of that. But coming out of the best drug or drinking experiences, I'm like, oh, I want my friends to
0: do this. You know, like, that's, that's a little bit of what this expression right. is, you know. And when there's something about something cyclical that he's discussing that I really tie into and understand or not. I don't understand. I want to understand like the, uh, the, at the end of the song, when he's like, it's, um, play the game of existence to the end of the beginning of the Mm -hmm. beginning of the beginning. This idea that this, this thing always comes back around, uh, I think is, is really important. It's like, I don't know man is, like, it, is this coaxing you to it's not it's natural it's, it's circular. natural yeah. it's plant-based like it's you, you look at plants Cycle. that uh that yeah. that rise and spread their seed and then die and the next seed spreads and you look at the idea of religion and the idea that you know whatever religion you're part of and many of the judeo-christian uh christian religions believe in the idea of like okay so you die and then something is afterwards or the hindu religions and, and all uh, all the very eastern religions that believe like the cycle is very real you're going to die you're going to come back as something else uh, and, and then, all and that like this, this and then cycle from the straight is very universe like a uh, revolver
5: vinyl perspective oh and the oh you gotta God, flip it over and, yes, and you gotta start yes, over yes, again yes, right yes yes
0: <laughs> yes ah, yeah. the, the, it, everything is is secular what you know like it's uh it, it all comes back around like how cool right like we can tie all of these things together
5: love it i wanted to bring up um this is completely off the, the separate place a separate place entirely but uh Yo Tengo has a song called Autumn Sweater, which kind of yeah. quotes this song a yeah. little bit. Oh, they really? have the uh the the beginning line that they kind of repeat in it uh, the beginning They kind of quote that in the middle of autumn sweater. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. That was that's just right. kind of a, a little,
0: little, little. In, it. I never realized that was a nod, but I think you were. Oh, that's totally a to nod. Me. That's a nod. Like even the drums kind of yeah. almost sound like, like
5: the drum. Like yeah, it's, that autumn, those autumn sweater it's, drums. The yeah, autumn yeah, sweater yeah, yeah. drums sound like the drums on tomorrow never knows. Like it's not the huh. same beat exactly, but like the quality of that of that sound and the kind of like droniness of the organ. Like it's very much in the same vein in my mind.
0: Well, and I think that that comes back to the idea of how influential this yeah. song is. Oh, it touches is. so much. Like wherever we put it on the ranking list, like this is a song that changed people's hearts. That It changed people's minds. Like it, it blew people's minds at the end of the day. Like, and there's a really hard way to put what that means into words. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was there's a lot of informed. Tunes we, I think we talk about Beatles. Klaus guys. uh doing the album
3: artwork. Yeah. I think basically thought that this was a huge influence on on that piece. So,
4: mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he took hearing I this tune that. and
3: he thought like this isn't like what are people going to think of this tune? But I think he took this it's, to inform what he wanted to draw for the cover. Yeah,
0: exactly yeah. that's what i'm saying like he put it into artwork he put what he was feeling into like something visual yeah how do you put Would revolver feel the same without this artwork, artwork like, like there is all sense. of this tied no.
3: together where you're like all of this you know, stuff yeah it is yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. package of stuff that that makes you feel this way about it
5: i wanted to bring this back around to we talked about paul bringing in the idea of all these tape circle circles yeah, yeah. wow Thank you you are good well done yes uh, but there's there's You've there's some Yeah, the thank you. There's some like there's some early avant-garde electronic <laughs> music happening in this in this time period and even before this time period. And uh I think Paul name checks uh Stockhausen uh yep. Heinz Stockhausen yep. a little bit and actually Stockhausen is on is one of the people on the cover of Sgt. Pepper. Oh, nice but Is he had he, the has, one that he, he would was, have like... he was doing Ethan didn't did name him but it's um the, 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 he was doing electronic music in 1950 whatever it was it's he, he was doing sampling and tape yeah. circles and saturation and like reversing tape things and i think paul probably was was exposed to a little bit of that and wanted to bring right. that back to the band and be like, "Hey, there's some cool stuff happening here."
1: And, here's and that probably John's song with one chord and is like perfect. <laughs>
3: yes, exactly. We I can sample I, one chord. I want to give credit to one of our guests, and I don't. Someone guessed Stockhausen. And I forget who it was. Because I had to look it up and I had written it down, but someone did guess Stockhausen. Not guess, but they were aware that Stockhausen was
1: something. Now category, is he so. the guy yeah, that would so just like, like break stuff at performances and like do all kinds of weird noises and like run his fingers along the piano? So there,
5: there's a there's a piece that he made. I, I can't pronounce it because it's all in like German. Forty <laughs> hours long or something. But it's it's from 1956 and it's called yeah, "The Song der I can't. It's it. it the, <laughs> I respect that you tried. Yeah. yeah it uh translate to song of the youths and he there's a lot of uh samples of like children talking and but manipulated in some way um and uh you know i think paul was paul was introduced to this as an you know as a fine art i would assume yeah 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 um and wanted to bring it to john's attention um uh but but, like all of those tech- all of those same techniques that like that tape saturation the tape circles the like kind of wild sounds that he was getting are like almost directly reflected in this song like there's there's a lot of you know that that weird like seagull kind of sound it I, is apparently a sample of Paul himself laughing on a tape that he recorded, yeah, yeah. um. Wow. It's rhythmic. Right. So like, still, yeah, yeah, but like they're able to turn it into something much larger than him just having a laugh, you know?
3: Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like when I first heard the song, and, well, I, and when I couldn't decipher at the... it
5: for so long. Like I just
3: all of the layers were here in this tune I had never heard before. Like I didn't understand what it really meant. Like I knew there were drums here, but outside of that, like I couldn't the, really.
5: Can we tell talk you about how good the drums sound for a second? Because uh, oh the God. drums sound so oh my good. God. Yeah. Is it partially Je- uh, Jeff because... Emmerich talked and, about, and
0: they're so much better than the earlier incarnations yes. that we hear. And like there, the anthology,
5: there's, there's a big step up in the drum sound on the rec- on the Revolver record. Like, yeah, yeah,
0: the yeah. everything
5: sounds punchier. Like it just like the bass drum has like a little has. I I guess mm. they yeah. they said they cl- they would it closer or they stuffed yeah. Stuff I was about into to say, it. I
3: think that's like a big. Isn't that a Jeff Emmerich thing? I, yes, I don't know. I, I think, think so. that his his claim of like super close miking drums is a, is a Jeff
0: Emmerich like I thing that so, he started yeah. doing after. Well, you're this. actually miking them at all, <laughs> right? Like instead of just putting microphones up in the room. And then I think he also didn't, yeah. I think he
3: didn't believe in, yeah. um, I know nothing about miking or drumming, but I think he didn't believe in um, bottom drum heads. Bottom, he- How bottom heads. You. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> You know <laughs> I, I, I read that he put, like, I think he was putting like microphones like inside of the drums you
0: know.
5: I read that a big Yeah,
0: no, a lot of that was I read that a big yeah. sound
5: of that was that he was close miking the bass drum but he also like stuffed I think he had like that there was a giant sweater or something that they like were all Oh yeah. wearing in a photo shoot like a comically oversized sweater covers. with four necks yeah. in it that he just shoved oh, the in one the bass from
0: drum. Help. Oh right. How wild to be like oh we have two tracks What? how can we feed all of this into two tracks oh my god we have four tracks (laughs) cool like how can we feed the exact same things into four tracks and make cooler things happen and Abbey Road you're like wait 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 (laughs) what we have (laughs) we have eight eight tracks there's no way that's possible (laughs) that we have eight tracks and now the like, Today, you are looking at musicians Unlimited. with who are yeah. like yeah, thirty six tracks live are not yeah. enough. You are you know, like, and like, wait the the Beatles at their absolute finest did it with eight. Like, they maybe would they maybe would work.
3: have been ins- insufferable with thirty six. Well, like I think, Jeff Emmerich might not have made it through. I oh think a little God, bit of yes. that
5: was uh, a lot of the uh, during the Revolver sessions. There was there was a ton of uh engineering uh breakthroughs that were made like I think the the auto what is what is it called the auto the double ADT? tracking yeah. ADT that became a thing during this record too right or was yeah, that I'm slightly sure. before it it's might be it might
1: evening, be rubber but soul but I don't think it's before that was it yeah
5: it's know. it's around this period right yeah. and it was it and it was because John was tired of like literally recording his vocals twice, yeah. right? And so he went to his engineers and he was like yeah. all right like how can, can we just do this like in an easier way? Like yeah. like that was kind of <laughs> that the means, request, right? And that like me singing bend. this
3: two and a half minute song twice. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm
5: exhausted. Yeah. This is hard, man. Engineer <laughs> something.
3: It, invent something.
5: If you think about it, like the, there's some um, there are some creative decisions that he's making on where he's uh phrasing his voice and accenting, and then he's gotta remember what he did and then yeah. match that. Like he's gotta like he's that's gotta act, you know? he's gotta listen back and take notes and be like, Oh, I kind of like was I laid back here and I sped up here. But or he could just right, do right, it right. one take and do it awesome and like
0: And then they and then they just it shift it slightly, like, slightly and like works. that's
5: the take and like yes. But
3: I also wonder like how I believe that it probably wasn't a demanding, you know, I'm joking about it, but I bet John over T was like, wouldn't it be great if you could just automatically double track my voice and that engineers at abbey road were like oh, john is asking us to like invent i don't this know
5: thing.
0: dude. Went, that's like <laughs> mal going
3: up to get a bow tie well right? I, I feel like, like
5: there's there's a there was a little bit of that right but i feel like uh, so i i was i was reading in this uh yeah. recording the uh, beatles recording sessions book and i have a quote that i'm going to read right now
2: uh, they Probably were talking about now. so. <laughs>
5: this is a quote. From I start all quotes. Rb. <laughs> yes. Final quote. If I may quote myself. <laughs> I've had a bit to drink tonight. um So what? So uh, uh, we didn't even talk about the the manipulation. Song? <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, we Tommy. what? Wait, what song are we talking about? <laughs> so I, I, I'm, before I even jump into this quote, I'm going to talk about the effects that they threw on John's vocals. So apart from the double tracking, there's a part midway through the song where they flip on an effect, which is his voice through a Leslie rotating speaker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which normally is only available in like an organ that has a rotating speaker inside of it.
0: Well, and this is what he used, if I'm right, like in that first... Uh, take of the song that we hear on the anthology record, right? That's most of it is through that, am I yeah, right? Possibly, um, but I think, I think, possibly, but but then,
5: I, think yeah. I think what they what his what his his request was initially make me sound like the Dalai Lama shouting off from, the, and yeah, they were yeah. like, all right, well, uh, we got this rotating speaker <laughs> that yeah. might be like <laughs> uh, How about that. Yeah. You want to yeah. try this? We'll try this out, and I think they loved it like but they had to like first like break apart all the wiring and then like rewire their all their studio like outs to go into an organ speaker which yeah i can't imagine is easy to do i'm not it is
3: amazing that they just had people on call that could make exactly i feel like that's that's
5: the power of of turn a speaker into a microphone it's like do all of this you know they had all these people that were just willing to like We've been requested to do this. we got to do what? Okay. And then they yeah. just like do it. Go to town. Yeah. But I guess John... <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that.
0: Listen to the color so, of your dreams. Uh, this,
5: is, this is the quote from, from this uh, Beatles recording sessions book. It says, John was so impressed by the sound of a Leslie that he hit upon the reverse idea. This is a, a quote from from Jeff Emer- from Emmerich. He uh, he suggests he John suggested we suspend him from a rope in the middle of the studio ceiling, yes. and put a mic in the middle of the floor, and give him a push, and he'd sing as he went around and around. <laughs> like yeah, he wanted yeah. the reverse. <laughs> like I love the sound of this Leslie speaker but What happens if instead of the speaker revolving, I'm revolving? Like that's the revolver, right? <laughs> right? Right, right, right. So, so like he's. And 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 that was the idea. And and the end of the quote is uh, they, yeah. So they push him around, and that was one idea that didn't come off. Although they were always said to be quote looking into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, John. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to that. figure yeah. out the logistics.
0: We're working. <laughs> Do you guys think this is more more psychedelic than anything on Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band? I think this is probably the most psychedelic Beatles song.
3: Sure, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna play yeah, right? that too hard. I don't think. Um, and I, you know, I, I think you, I mean, you, you use someone mentioned earlier, this but for I, the- I think that the demo version of this also brings a huge. Like this demo yeah, version yeah. has like this amazing droney oh, type and, thing that yeah. I, I also I feel like yes. a big kinship with things that I love Elephant Six, like Neutral Milk Hotel, there, Olivia it feels Control. Like,
0: I think I'm mean, just imagine hearing this song for the first all of time. Putting on your headphones in nineteen sixty what six sixty uh, six. I picture if I you. was Michael J. Fox, Back to the Future,
3: and I'm putting on my AirPods and everyone's like what? <laughs> what, Calvin Klein? What are you so doing? Looking, I'm your mom, and
1: I'm in love with you.
0: <laughs> Teen Wolf, and I'm, yeah. So, but like, I, I honestly like imagine putting on your headphones at this moment in time and being yeah. like, you've heard. I want to hold your hand yeah. and hermits, hermits, and right. and like. I want to be 17 years old his... hearing
3: this for the first time oh and smoking a J. That's what I want. Like, my God. God. Smoking that. Um, that did that you got, 60s
5: have, weed. Like in the 60s, you said. Yeah. Have you guys watched yeah. the uh, television series called Mad Men?
3: Oh, yeah. So this yeah, song I was licensed
5: it.
0: for an episode of Mad Men.
3: I have never watched Mad Men.
0: I've or, never seen an episode. I don't know anything. I about would it. recommend it. It uh, it's, it's an excellent show. I don't okay, remember. So it.
5: this show season one starts in 1960, 61, something like that. Oh, it's an old show. And yeah. there, it's like I'm not going to you know summarize the show, but it's a. Uh, but the show is in the 2000s. But yeah, <laughs> uh, all right. so it's set in the sixties, <laughs> right? But they use the song for a like cultural sea change where the so uh okay. there's a character named Don Draper who is a ad agency uh creative director and he's trying to connect with people and sell products whatever and uh there is a, a there's an episode probably I don't know 5 seasons in ish where they use this song and they they had to pay a ton of money I'm sure I think yeah. it was I think I looked it up. It was $250,000 in licensing fees to get this Beatles song to be played in an episode of this show. Um, But it was kind of to to show that John Draper, this uh, ad executive guy, was becoming out of touch with the youth. The youth of the 60s was changing. And they used this song because he kind of earlier on in the episode had kind of dismissed the Beatles as being kind of adolescent fun. And then he was kind of gets curious and was like, all right, so what are the kids listening to? And he puts on, I guess he, I think he was instructed by his female companion to put on, revolver Mm. at this point and he puts on because who else puts on the last track of a record when you're going to listen to a record right right, so he puts on he puts on tomorrow never knows and he sits back and he takes a sip of his drink and he's kind of and then he kind of like just lifts up the rec he lifts up the needle like halfway through the song like i don't get it and then like that's kind of like that's kind of showing that he's becoming out of touch with the cultural movement of the 60s like he's there's there's a there's a disconnect that's happening and um yeah, I just I don't know. Thought I should mention it. <laughs> no, I mean, it's amazing that, really that
3: they they would pay that much music for that much money. Yeah, it was
5: song. like it was. It meant that much to the producers of that show that they would pay that much money oh, they, to be. They didn't play the like it has either. to be this yeah. song. It can't be like some like th- yeah. there's if there's Cause that's where, be a that's when cultural... that's when people get a Donovan song in there. <laughs>
3: exactly, and yeah. that's yeah. when they play yeah. like you could have played Jennifer Juniper or something. You know, like that's we like let's give them the vibe of the '60s. You know.
0: Well, here's here's a, a a very uh big thing for me in listening to this tune is the, the very end of, yep. of it. And um that there is something that happens with the piano at mm-hmm. the end. Yeah. That I I have we that, talked about free as a
3: bird. Notes. I have this we, same sentence.
0: We talked about Free as a Bird, piece. the song Free as a Bird, months and months ago with uh it was years ago, dude. Uh, it was years ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I've never known how I feel about uh, about Fraser Bird or whatever. But there's that ukulele part at the end of Fraser Bird, and I really feel like the you, now listening to to Tomorrow Never Knows, the ukulele at the end of Fraser Bird is calling back to the end of the piano at Tomorrow Never Knows. It's, it's pulling I, you back into reality. Yeah, it's
5: like
1: it's serving the same purpose. I don't
0: know if we want to listen.
5: About, like it's brought.
1: Well, it's serving the same purpose or is it? Let's ir- look,
0: can, can can we listen for a second, yeah, Scotty? I can find, can, yeah, can you pull up the the piano for free? As a, for uh, tomorrow never knows for a second. You
1: do free as a bird or which one?
0: I want to do tomorrow never yeah. knows first. I can find that. Give me the last like fifteen seconds of tomorrow never knows. <laughs> it's so slight it's so like it's three seconds on each track but it sounds I, like you're going back I, to like an old I do feel like it has to be a callback yeah. in some way Of like, I love that point because I think
3: there's there's a way that both these songs peel off and suddenly it's like oh there's real instruments here and, and there's something else but well, like I feel like Beatles songs always
5: Beatles songs a Beatle there's a lot of Beatle outros that do something something that takes you to a completely different place. Yeah. And uh I would I would put that back to what was the, what was the recent one that we just did? Uh um just did come together. Not come together. Lady the one Manana, before that. Um <laughs> I'm totally blanking now. No, we did uh, the, the the one with Magical, Kenji. We yeah, did a yeah. Magical, Magical Mystery, Mystery Tour. Tour. Magical Mystery Tour Good. does the same thing, right? It it takes you
0: off. The outro is completely right, different right, right. than the rest of the song. And that's where, to me, Magical Mystery Tour is more Strawberry Fields. Yeah, that's, a, that's in the way it ends. And and this is, like, very slight. It's like, oh, there's another world out there. Yeah, yeah that's it. Like. The these two songs, and, are, and I think I what's almost cool feel about like it, in
3: these ones, like the psychedelic mm-hmm. thing almost like peels off, and you're left with reality yeah. in a way where where sort of Magic Mystery Tour, Penny Lane, they continue to take you along and yeah. something like I can see that you can follow. You wish you were still Strawberry Fields light. down, yeah. and you're like oh, like you said, the rabbit is is sort of. But these ones like they leave you a little bit, and suddenly you're left with the ukulele playing pretty straightforward on on Free as a Bird. Free as a Bird is that what it's called? <clears throat> But yeah. it's not just yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Yep. Um, the ukulele the piano <sighs> about the playing straightforward it sounds old yeah it sounds yeah, like yeah you're you just it's got home to your parents yeah, yeah, yeah. you yep. know what I mean like yep. like you know that sobering moment
0: like the world is yeah, crashing
1: that sobering on moment you. where this shit's wearing off and you're like fuck my life's stuck still <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah,
1: yeah did
3: I transport in time are these those time transporting mushrooms that I ate.
1: Yeah, but if you listen to both of them, the ukulele is doing this. It's very like ragtimey, and so is the piano. It's like kind of have like this. Yeah,
5: yeah. it's like a you're you're suddenly in a weird saloon. You're like, how did I exactly? End up here? <laughs> and it's like shit. Yeah, how did I get here? I love. I
3: mean, that's I. I love when you. Make I don't think these it's
1: correlations either, done on purpose, but, but I think it's cool as fuck. But yeah. yeah
0: what uh there's something about tomorrow never knows where i do not know if i will ever be able to say enough to feel like i gave it the credit yeah. it deserves yeah. right like there there's so much and i think we'll just like to this tune uh, of the lyrics of the music of the 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 time period where it's taking place and things are changing and i feel like we can't ever give it its due i think we'll always be talking in, about it. I, think, in I think we're going to keep coming right to this one right and it's <laughs> and i i have a million more things i would love to say about it but with that said well like, just tell me like we tell me six to... more
5: things <laughs> we didn't oh wait if hang you, on if you hang know on. a
0: million things about this song Bef-
3: before we get into i, I don't i
5: want to talk about a couple of covers of this song can we talk oh, about yeah, that there for a second? Some covers for real quick oh yeah That's yeah, some, yeah some we, if we can breeze covers. past this because there's not None of them are better than the original. Let me okay. just put that out there right now.
3: Most iconically, is that for me, Phil Collins takes this song Collins. in a bold, bold way uh, as a big release. Right. And, you know, like I, I think it's competent enough in a way as a cover, but I I, th- I think it's just so bold because there is this like Phil Collins A to Z production that sort of takes away the vibe uh-huh. or the intimacy of this song. But. I don't know. Is anyone going I think to, to bat for for Co- Phil Collins?
5: Uh, better, I, better certain, I'm Joel. certainly not going to go to bat to say it's better than the Beatles version, but I think yeah. he did, I think he paid it a pretty good homage to it, and, yeah. and did, very bold to put it on the last track of your debut solo record. solo album. makes me yeah. like, yeah. this is my revolver. Like what? Yeah,
1: yeah. Like he's a drummer, uh, so he must have loved yeah. the drums, you know. Yeah.
5: But but he did not play. A drum, drum track player. that was the Ringo track, like no, he, he
1: didn't play like it, right? Yeah, he
5: didn't play the same beat, even no. like the same rhythm. Like it was, it's pretty much a straight like, I don't know. There, there yeah. a lot of the tape circles were made with synth, like of its time, yeah, like nineteen eighty early eighties kind of like synthesized sounds. Sound. So like, yeah, it's it's hard to get past that a lot of times. Yeah. Um, and then I don't, maybe he was making some artistic, uh, statement, but like it ends with him, like singing somewhere over the rainbow kind of quietly. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I, I'm, I just don't get it. I don't know. I tie that
3: to just like the psychedelic type thing. The pink Floyd syncing up with, 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 uh,
1: there's a lot of covers here that I didn't know. What is, yeah. So somewhere over the (laughs) (laughs) rainbow.
3: What is the wizard of Oz? Is that what I'm saying?
5: Somewhere yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rainbow? Is that what I've heard is? of it? Yeah, it's of <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's watching uh, watching uh, uh the, the Wall uh, and
3: Somewhere <laughs> Over the Rainbow and <laughs> no, the Dark Side the of the wall. Moon, <laughs> Dark Side, Dark Side of the Moon, yeah, and Wizard of Oz and Wizard of
5: Oz, yes, third line. There's a, a
3: 1992 cover that Grateful Dead do tomorrow, never knows live in Oakland, and uh, I don't know if it's in Oakland, maybe uh, I'm not sure. That's I, like I, what fucking Grateful Dead nerds say. Okay. You know.
5: <laughs> I mean, mm. Grateful Dead and can cover whatever song they want. Fine, like do. it's
3: fine. You know, like uh, you know, I'm sure like a Grateful Dead fan would be like, "You had to see it live, man. Like, did you ever see Dead live? You ever see Fish live? Like, that's when it comes to life. That's my,
4: that's my.
5: <laughs> fish I really enjoy, um and this is me being a little bit of a music nerd but the on the on the uh the love the beatles love soundtrack yeah. they they combine within the bass and drum yeah. groove of tomorrow never knows with the vocal track of uh within without you the george harrison lead and it syncs up perfectly and it yeah. sounds that's it's amazing. like it's yeah. it's it's two things that you know that you already love. Well, personally, I love, combined together. Like it's it. It was nice. It was a nice fun way of reimagining that song for me because it's like, it already has that dr- that drony <laughs> I had to be careful that drone wasn't the word. Um,
3: <laughs> also, the uh, the fucking uh, the meat puppets do this song. I guess yes. so. I'm just
1: seeing this now. Yeah.
3: Which, <laughs> Which is actually better than I would have thought. I I thought they would have done more of their like meat puppets-y version of it, but it's very it's very studio-y. I don't know if the meat puppets could do it live in the way that they recorded it, yeah. but it's it's pretty competent. Anyways, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I mean, we we dove into this tune and you know the whole purpose of of Pot Beatles is that we are exclusively here to discuss a single Beatles track and then take that track and, and rank it and uh you know tonight was was no different we had we had a great guest who who helped us get there on it but um we got to put this one somewhere so so boys
0: we do we need to mm-hmm.
3: consolidate this a little bit so i i think we have a, a little bit of a new methodology this evening but we're going to just put five minutes up for the debate section of this show about where this tune should should land
5: five minutes of fisticuffs All right. yeah <laughs>
3: yeah and noogies virtual <laughs> zoom noogies
5: one noogie Zoogies. and three punches
1: you had for us or whatever I mean, is there is there an emoji guy for, over here i did noogies.
3: threaten to punch our guests this evening <laughs> yeah. which i've never never done before but no. um so uh clearly a real real big tune and uh, last week last episode we had some trouble ranking the last song but running down real quick happiness is warm gun at number one Number five, I'm So Tired. Number 10, You've Got to Hide Your Love Away. And number 15 is Being for the Benefit of Mr. Kite, a couple of recent tunes. Um, we slated and come together at number four, which was our most recent uh, session. I feel like this is really a, a, a top track, so I think we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about um, these these neighbors. Right. You know, Who wants to... Normally, we would let our guests open the bidding up but um
5: <laughs> but we
0: know where he, wants he, it. he yeah
3: he hit the hit the sheets a little but he
0: retired than uh
3: than we did but um who's got something i've I've got something you want to hear it yeah what do you yeah. got i'm gonna go um between I'm so tired and and your bird can sing i'm gonna recommend this to be our new wow. number six
5: okay Opening five bid. minutes
3: on the five minutes on the clock,
5: boys.
1: Yeah, you got you got four minutes and thirty seconds.
5: I'm gonna so, so it's not be- I'm gonna, better. I'm gonna than I'm gonna put together. my so uh, I'm uh, I'm putting uh, my opening bid just under come together for me. Oh, you're putting it. I'm putting uh, it, it my, above your pick, just because. I'm so tired because of this, and maybe it is because of the the bit of the cultural sea change of like this. Like they've they've just set up what they're going to be in the future. Yeah. Future. Like they've they've like, all right, we're no, out. True. Oh, by the way, here's our last track. We we've gone weird now. Like we're stay we'll tuned. See you,
0: Sar- see you at Sergeant Pepper's. Exactly. They've just yeah. they've te- they've yeah, teed per- up. Personally, I do not think if we're looking at the bottom level, I do not think it's better than Long 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 right now. Okay. Where well, where are you going? Because well, RB just put
3: it. You just put it. Above, I'm so tired. Right, RB.
5: I did. Yeah,
1: so new. RB five.
3: just basically put this right. So five. I, 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 feel free, I slated feel the free bottom. To RB
0: slated the top. Yeah. Where'd to you
1: where'd you slated? Where that's right. slotting it better than because you said, Tommy.
0: I said not not. Uh, I I don't think it's better than long long long. Is it better than because Um Probably not.
1: He's leaving home. Jesus.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: So you got it at. New nine and Arby has it at new five. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. I have it in a new six. Tommy's getting Tommy's ten is sloppy. <laughs> you got a sloppy ten. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than a
1: sloppy six.
3: <laughs> uh Scotty C, take us home on this one, bud.
1: Oh yeah, thanks. Um <laughs> Let's see. Um, I appreciate the point all around. Although I didn't really hear Tommy's point. Um, <laughs> I didn't <yeah>. make one. <laughs> but RB's point of it of it being the sort of and and then Becker's commentary along with it about it signing saying like here's where we're going, guys. Like get ready. Yeah, Hold we're, on. We're tight. signing off. Yeah.
5: See you next time. Yeah, we're
1: yeah. it's definitely ready not ready. better than yeah. Come Together like in My Life, Here Comes the Sun Happiness. No. I'm So Tired. It's I feel right like End Your Bird could right? Sing is a song I like, so I could yeah. see it being above that, but I don't know if I have it above I'm So Tired, but it's probably.
3: As more. a revolver tune, everyone, do yeah. you think that this is better than End Your Bird Can Sing? If we're just going revolver to revolver. I think this is a better right. song off "Revolver" than Annierbrink can sing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think so. You have a, a, it's to. It's yeah, definitely I mean,
5: a more forward, progressive yeah. thinking
1: song. It's not a pop song
5: the, by s- any means, despite but, the syn- yeah.
3: synchronous guitar parts of Annierbrink can Sing, which Anjur, ooh, close. Blada be careful not is. to say that word, the evergreen <laughs> word.
4: All
1: right. Tommy hates our list so, so our much. New, <laughs> Every week he hates it more. <laughs> really hurt Our him.
0: new number six is what we're saying.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's where I'm at. It, new number six. I can handle that. Yeah. All
3: right. Ladies and gentlemen, we just ranked it and just running it down real quick. Our top six has now become happy.
0: And Becker, like you always say, w- like you say. Oh, yeah. We you, love it, say we it. you love to say this. You love to say
3: this. Yeah. You've told me. You taught me this. The, you, that you're, you text you're me this. Saying, every time we finish an episode, you text me.
0: Thanks for ranking it. Now we crank it.
5: Coming to a Blotto t shirt near you. <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness, that was another episode of Blotto Beatles. We did hit the magical mystery word this evening, Scotty. That magical mystery word was... Loop.
5: Fruit Loops. Fruit, we got Fruit Loopy up yeah, in here. We yeah, we
0: hit it a few times. Oh. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. Uh, you can follow us on all the socials at Blotto Beatles. You can find us at BlottoBeatles.com. Um and without further ado, we're gonna get into uh our this week's karaoke. We did have a, a a guest this evening, Ethan Alexanian from Fans on the Run. Uh he is no longer with us.
1: Um
3: Thanks for like, thanks for hanging like out. As connected long as, to the as internet. But he
0: is oh with us goodness. on her. Yeah. We got Scotty, we got R B and uh we all enjoy. I'll be responsible. Without further ado, I say to you, my friends, peace and peace. love. Peace and love. Uh, peace and love.
4: Turn off your mind. Slow down the stream. It's your time.